Welcome everybody to Brutally Honest Reviews, only on the Brutally Honest Network. Here today, we're reviewing The Girl in the Spider's Web. Um, yeah. I'm really enthused about that. Which is yet another American port of a foreign movie that was way better as a foreign movie. Um, it's true. Uh, this is a series, uh, talk about, anyone know the book series history for this movie? Well, this isn't even written by the original author of the no. book right. this is based off of. I would more call yeah. this a fan fiction sequel. They called it a soft reboot Stupid. online. Basically, mm-hmm. I haven't read the books, but there are three that are the main trilogy that in Sweden, the movies are considered, they're called the Millennium Trilogy. That's what they're called in Sweden. Um, based on the first three books by, I'm not even going to pretend that I remember how to say the guys. Steve Larson? Nope. <laughs> Steve, is that? That is sounds it? way too American. Is I don't that, think that's that, how you say it. Unless it's his pen name. It's coincidence um, the day we've had. <laughs> and then there were two additional books written after his the original author's death by this other guy. And this movie is apparently based off of that. The first one of those, But I did yeah. not read that, so I don't even really know how accurate it is, but... Okay. It's so, a big jumbled up pile of garbage. Sounds basically. stupid. <laughs> that annoys me, but anyway, um, with me today is Rob, Taylor, and Sam, and we're going to fuck shit up. Well, at least three of us <laughs> Uh, I'll fuck shit up. Uh, oh, should I leave? I no, will. we're referring to Rob. You're I not will. You. <laughs> you have to win. You have to win us over. You have to win. I'm not going to. It's, it's going to be my own personal reasons. Why make me want to see it. <clears throat> yes, make Rob. Rob want to see it. My Rob is our crush. historian today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, so, Girl in the Spider's Web. Stars Claire Foy as the lead character, whose name is Elizabeth Salander. Oh, Elizabeth the Salamander. Um, <sighs> yeah. And don't do that. I, I know, <laughs> we open the movie, and can you like explain explain the other movies a little bit? I just want to know how because I haven't read the other books or, or, or seen the other movies. Where how do we get here? According to we at don't. Least, we never get here. Yeah. <laughs> like the okay. Well, let's just say does how does this one open up? It's with the husband who abuses his wife, right? right. That's yep. the opening scene. Oh, yes. Horrible exposition. So we see like this that. man. He abuses his wife. In comes Elizabeth Slander, who is the vigilante for battered women. She kicks his ass. You know, gives the wife money. In general, that's how we open this up. But the part that gets me, and this is where I immediately stopped paying attention to this movie, is in the Swedish versions, in the Swedish films, Lisbeth does not have a sister. That Mm -hmm. does not exist. And her father is an incredibly huge part of this entire story Mm -hmm. in a way that, like, him being presented in this new movie without going, like, skipping into the plot already, but basically, like, the representation of her father in this film is in, is blatantly inaccurate, and I have no idea how they came up with this version of his character. Could this be a prequel, though? Possibly. No. <laughs> Literally. Okay. So in the in the I'm just gonna get right in because I'm mad about this. In the Swedish films, Elizabeth's Elizabeth's father abuses her mother. She tries to kill him at the age of 12, and when she tries to kill him, Sick. she lights him on fire. Amazing. So he is a mutilated man he survives but he is all disfigured and he is a soviet like crime boss and basically 
her entire life and every single thing that happens to her in her entire life is based on this group of men who are trying to cover up her father's crimes. Mm. And she gets like abused and put into the system and all these things happen to her because of her father's gigantic role as this crime boss who she's attempted to murder as a child. And then all of a sudden he shows up in this new movie. She has a sister and he's apparently done weird sex things to them. And I like don't, I have no idea how that happened, like how they got to that storyline. And I know it's a spoiler, but she doesn't she doesn't kill her father in no. this one. No. So it's, but so how couldn't it be, a, why wouldn't it be possible that it's a prequel? Cause she, she confirmed that never has a sister or they just never mentioned her. The Rooney Mara one is the, the American first one, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that so, has nothing to do with that one either. Oh. This first one, it they look completely different. It's so it's like, like there's no way these follow the same. It's so different. Thing. Like every character is played by a different actor, so it's hard to say. Like it's hard to say if they even tried right. to follow the storyline okay. because, to me, it's it to me. If I were to approach this as like a totally different, unrelated story, maybe I would have liked it. But mm. I have no way of connecting this one to the first American one or to the Swedish ones. I think so, that's probably why I liked it because I don't have that. That background. That previous knowledge, and that's why right. I'm the only one who liked this. <laughs> I just think that a lot of it was mixed up in terms of her relationship with her father mm-hmm. and the missing sister that doesn't actually exist, and right. it's just weird to me. She does have a half-brother in the Swedish versions, but he's like a grown adult, and she doesn't know he exists until the end. So yeah. it's just, I don't know. That That's why I checked out of this Spider's Web new movie, because I love the originals. I think they are amazing movies and everyone should go watch them. But that's my piece. Maybe that's why they based this one off of the new author's book. I read... So it would be connected but not so connected? Right. So I read... I don't know what happened with the original American film. Something went down because everybody that was involved in that film like checked out. Yeah. Like Rooney Mara, uh, Daniel Craig, like everyone involved. Oh, she got was just so like, many nope, and stuff I'm that. over this. So I don't know what happened there. Made no but money. Maybe it could be that it has nothing to fucking do with the other movies. That's, why so I, what, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Right. So when I looked online to try to figure out like how did this even happen, it had they had said that they went with this version to try to capture a new crowd, like a new fan base that didn't need to know yeah. the original because it was so far removed and because they literally skipped two books in between. Mm-hmm. So like the American versions go like the first book and then it's like the fourth and there's like no middle. So I think they completely like kind of rewrote the story in a way so that new people who were watching it for the first time, like you, Sam, like if yeah. you said like you don't have any context of the background, so for you, right. you really enjoyed it. And I think that's kind of yeah. who they now were targeting. Because like I'm, I didn't see the first American one either, but I am familiar of like kind of the behind the scenes shit that happened mm-hmm. because like I was super impressed by Rooney Mara and like the fact that she did like change her entire appearance to play Lisbeth in that one. But I know exactly what she looks like and Claire Foy did look nothing like her. So I'm like, I don't think these are supposed to follow each other. Mm. That didn't necessarily bother me either, but I also didn't know the extent of what right. existed before those as well. Everybody so, probably jumped ship because it was clearly not like now I'm upset. The same, like everyone probably was like, like again, probably going to the studios. Like this is kind of like a money grab. Like it doesn't really yeah made no money though. Right. The, the title is what no got money. me honestly because yeah. oh, really? I am kind That's of familiar. That's why they didn't continue with the trilogy. Well, it wasn't going down a better path by not following the storyline. I mean, 
I don't know. I, I still like it. Keep your opinions that you had, though, because I am <laughs> oh, interested I still to hear, like, like how you interpreted the new one. But for me, like, I honestly don't even remember most of this new movie because I was so mad. Like, mm. I kind of checked out. Mm. Yeah. But. So we start, we see we see initially, we're just introduced to Claire Foy. Uh, we're introduced to Claire Foy as Liz, Elizabeth, the salamander. Um, yeah. Slander. Slander. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't say it. Um, and she basically forces this guy who is basically, she has videos of him, you know, screwing hookers and like doing all this. Beating up prostitutes beating up prostitutes Her, his own wife is beat up mm. um so she just shows up after the man is trying to comfort his his wife all alone she shows up um traps him in like a <clears throat> was it like a noose hanging from his feet yeah kind of thing like he's hanging from the ceiling swinging back and forth she does a little on her phone and makes all of <laughs> yes. his yes. money go to uh, all the prostitutes and his wife mm-hmm. and tells his wife to go away. He won't bother you anymore. If he does, I'll, I'll you know, transfer all his money to XYZ and mm-hmm. put this video out or whatever. Mm-hmm. The money's already done, the, the video he should put out. Yeah. Um, so that's our introduction to the character. Um, and then over the course of the movie, we're, we go back and forth between like flashbacks and real time and the current task at hand that Claire Foy is placed under is what? I, I seem to she needs, she's been hired to retrieve, retrieve Firefall, yep. which is a program that was developed by some government level agency, I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly who, which basically gets all of the codes for all of the nuclear weapons. So the guy who developed it is like, oh crap, I probably shouldn't have done that. This is too dangerous. Nobody should have this. So he, mm-hmm. yeah, so he hires her to get it from, I don't really remember who has it, but she hires her, she, he hires her to uh, retrieve it and he wants his ultimate goal is to destroy it so that no yeah. one can use it to activate nuclear weapons mm-hmm. and so that guy who the guy who created firefall mm-hmm. is played by Stephen merchant which I was really excited <laughs> to see him again but he kind of sucked I don't know that character I don't was know kinda... him as an actor so I don't well have... we know him from the in idiot abroad for one. Yeah. Um, he makes some appearances in that show. It's just a funny kind of like reality travel. He was in Logan too. He was in Logan. He was decent in Logan. He was in um, something recently where he played an alien. Um, Star Wars or, or I don't think it was Star Wars. I think it might have been like uh, Ready Player One or something. Either way, he played an alien. He was good in that. In this movie, he has a kid that he's trying to protect. Um, and... Um, he ends up, the kid ends up seeing his own father get killed. Um, and then essentially the kid becomes the key because he's the only one who can interpret the code to open Firefall. Right, And right. between that, there's an entire miscommunication as well in the film because the guy who created it thinks that Elizabeth stole it and right. ran off with it. But the spiders came, the spiders took it from her, right? Mm. They broke into her place and they're like, we gonna take this bitch. And like blew up her place, and she's like, "Fuck, I gotta go." But like, cause she didn't go to the drop spot, right? And he was like, "She stole it." Da 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 da. Now there's this whole thing to go and get her, cause they think that she took it to mm-hmm. use it. Or and sell she's it. like, "I fucked up. I have to go fix this now." And yeah, then, the spiders right. also run by the sister that doesn't. Yeah, exist. right. So that's the <laughs> I weirdly enjoyed them though. 
So let's go into that storyline because mm-hmm. so we bounce back and forth. Like it's it's hard. Like we do kind of go back and forth, so it's kind of yeah. hard to like give an actual timeline. Mm. So we go back and forth between the past and the present, and we see um, Elizabeth growing up with her sister Camille. Camille, Camille. Um, and they're playing chess in a room, and all of a sudden the father comes in, asks ask. Camille to sit down on the bed. Real weird. Um, puts his so hand on this weird device that we find out what that is later. We do see it at the beginning of the movie, but we're not. Yeah. Sure. We don't really understand. You don't really get it. it. Right. Um, uh, Elizabeth ends up deciding to, after her sister denies to come with her, jumping out the window down this cliff, mm-hmm. she decides to jump by herself, which later in the movie, as we're seen from Camille's point of view, is interpreted as betrayal. Mm-hmm. But. On um, Elizabeth's side point of view, she it was also betrayed. Tri- it was also yeah. betrayed. Like she yeah. tried, like but she didn't come with. Which I thought um, Camille should have fucking checked herself because <laughs> she kept she kept getting raped. She yeah. just she chose rape. Yep. Yeah, she so did. I know it's her father. She wanted daddy's love. Yeah. No, I think she's just, she's just too that, afraid to that's jump. That's all her, it is. Yeah. It's presumed it is. rape, not just torture. But we do see like. So essentially, he uses this weird vacuum sealed bag and seals her up. Some latex yeah. kink shit. I'm, it's I'm, real kinky and real weird. Yeah, I'm Urgh. sure there's probably bad stuff involved. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Camille takes over the family business after uh, her father dies. We learn later that, that he had passed. We don't well, see it, do we? Isn't it that I think there's some point where Camille fakes suicide? So in years before all of this happened, she is supposedly dead because when Elizabeth's fuck buddy is there, she was like, why haven't you told me that you're like, you have a sister. Why didn't you tell me? Right. Usually when loved ones die, we grieve. And she's like, she's not a loved one or all that shit. Right. She's like, she killed herself three years ago. And it was like, super super great that it happened. Yeah. But they kind of, they mentioned that the dad died too. Like Elizabeth said it, but she didn't really She's kind of just like, yeah, they're dead, but I don't want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, in her, so from Elizabeth's point of view, they're both dead, but in reality, Camille faked her own suicide so that she could go underground and start mm-hmm. the Spiders, which is this, you know, crime organization or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess in some weird, twisted way, this version kind of makes this fake sister the dad. Like, it, in the Swedish films, like, mm-hmm. where the dad was the leader of this underground crime thing, right. in this version, the imaginary sister is so yeah. i don't know if maybe they thought that that was close enough but it's not <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i wasn't very impressed so far i don't want to watch this <laughs> <laughs> okay like we'll see all. if you change your mind <laughs> like at all also like what another thing that bothered me is like the stereotypical all red attire that Camille would wear. It was just I thought really she cliche. looked like a bad bitch. Yeah, but it was like it was like so cliche. It was, like, oh, it so, was completely. It's like James Bond, but like it wasn't like a James Bond caliber movie in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It could have been. It easily could have been. But like that entire like backstory was the same backstory more or less in Sucker Punch. And if you remember Sucker Punch, I it love kind of Sucker Punch. Oh, this, Please this don't talk bad this about explains. anything. I have that shit on DVD. Oh, I love I Sucker Punch it. so I don't much. Have, 
I, I can't opinion, have a, an opinion. It's, it's so purely because whoever the colorist is just is my best friend. It's so green. It's so green. Everything is just so dingy looking. Same and like just... screen movies, in case anyone so is not aware. Zack Snyder movies, <laughs> but Zack Snyder movies are known for being really pretty, but really bad. Like I think that's why I just, I just like the style of it. Yeah, but you know Sam. Look, Dawn of the Dead the is good. The I literally watch for those. That makes sense. Dawn of the Dead and I like Man of Steel. Dawn of the Dead was pre him trying to over stylize everything. Yeah. And it was also one of his first films. He didn't have the actual say and ability to be able to do that. I Maybe think. they should take his say away then because that was actually all right. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, if he makes films that actually have good content, I'll, I'll watch them. I mean, I'm still going to watch them. They end up being pretty like, good looking, but mm. that's about it. I don't know. I just remember when Sucker Punch came out, I really wanted to be it for Halloween, dress up as one of them for Halloween, but I never saw the movie. So Still I was do. Like, I don't think I can do that. Still but do. I just liked how they looked. But if you remember the runaway scene, and even the little room that they are capped is almost identical to the one in the girl in the spider's web with the window and the, s- the snow blowing in, and I she guess. chooses to run away. It's it's kind of like the same scenario. I, I didn't really dig it. I just want to go to some. Is there any slow motion web. in this movie? Um, no. So. no. No. Well, Zack Snyder didn't direct. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's just trying to make connections where he can here. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch um, and soundtrack. So yeah, what? Uh, this is where I forget the rest of the movie. Where are we at? Well, they there's they end up in a bunch of different fight scenes. Well, not fight scenes, but like show Action. showdowns. One of which um, is on a bridge. In a car, this is before the little boy gets uh, sees his dad die. Actually, no, it's, I think it's That's after. That's after it, yep. Um, she ends up backing up, um, Elizabeth ends up backing up her car over one of those uh, suspension bridges. Mm-hmm. The, oh, right. And uh, that was cool. her sister Camille's on the other side, and as she gets away. She's, she's fucked up on drugs while this is happening, also. She yeah. got hit in the neck with the syringe, and then she was on the floor freaking out because... They stabbed her in the neck with the syringe. The spider dude made her hold the gun and then shoot him in the head. So, like, if they... The idea was she was going to be found there by police with the gun in her hand, having all that happen, whatever. Mm. Then the bitch pulls out amphetamines, crushes them up, and snorts them off the floor. And I was like, yeah. That was pretty cool. And then she got up and she's just stumbling and driving. I'm like, this is not safe, but... I liked the stumbling camera effects. A lot of why I like this was because of how it looked. Just yeah. so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, she's on drugs and then is just like, no gotta way. go. And yeah, and we end up at the bridge. Yep. So that happens. At the end, her sister ends up, we end up at the same cliff at the end. Back at the house, back the childhood house. house. Yep. Because that, that that's where Camille, I guess, is running her operation out of the original house. Um, so Elizabeth goes back, ends up back at that house to try to get Firefall or intercept Firefall however she needs to. Um, it ends up in a showdown with Camille and Elizabeth at the same cliff where uh, Elizabeth uh, jumped off of when they were kids to escape the, the rapey father. Um, and 
lo and behold, Camille ends up falling down the cliff. Mm-hmm. We don't know if she's actually dead. She probably isn't. She is. She's bleeding out before she fell I, off. I think she's dead. I think she is. Uh, Was she yeah. bleeding out? Yeah, she got yeah. shot. She got she was shot just, like, and then she, away. Right, she right. did the like tr- like classic, like, oh, there's a cliff behind me. I'm going to fall. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. totally did that on purpose because I feel like at that point she wasn't afraid to fall. That's how I interpreted it. Right. Because mm. the whole purpose of that scene was them to be like you left me no you left me and did all that shit and elizabeth was like what do you mean this is my fault you're the one who chose him like over me and then that's when uh her sister drops the briefcase and just walks off the back she's like you know what fuck you then yeah and then just falls off the back and then that must be so frustrating because it is the whole beginning there was one trailer where they mentioned a sister, so I was like, oh, that bitch in the red's her sister. Yeah. And then in the beginning, I was a little bit weirded out at the fact that her sister didn't choose to also jump, but I think it was just the initial fear of jumping out of a building. Like, she would have rather, like, been raped than die. And then when Elizabeth made it out, I feel like she realized her mistake of not going with her, and that's where all her pent-up aggression came from, because she was like, this is your fault, he raped me for 16 years. Like, you're Elizabeth Slander, the girl who hurts men who hurt women, but you never came back, like, why didn't you help me? And I'm like, bitch, you gotta help yourself. Because she was like, we need to go. Like, there was multiple times in the beginning when they were younger, where she was like, let's go, and she chose her father. So I'm like, team Elizabeth, till the end. So... After all of this, we mm-hmm. finally realized that the title The Girl and the Spider is what it means. It's because she was in the web of the Spider Syndicate group. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the <laughs> whole I think that the whole purpose of writing in this sister was to give Lisbeth someone to have an emotional connection to, mm-hmm. but it's bullshit because for six hours of the the trilogy originally, like that's her whole thing, is that like she doesn't connect to people and it's right. not in a way where you're like I hate her you're kind of like she's badass and I love her and I understand her trauma and why she is the way that she is but they my problem with the Claire Foy version of Elizabeth Salander was that she lost a lot of her edge like she lost her kind of like coldness that mm. I not like I don't know I think there are a few times I think it's because of the sister aspect where yeah. At the end, like, obviously this happens and it's pretty standard, like, movie structure. Yeah, where at the end absolutely. it's like, suddenly we all have emotions and we're going to talk about it. But for me, I felt like it was forced for her character because it's just not, I don't know. It's just that level of, like, compassion or interaction or I don't even know what the right word is between her and her sister and also between her and the boy throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, even for a kid, yeah. even between a kid, like, Elizabeth wouldn't have... In, like, the character that I like, that wouldn't have been true to it. And I know I keep feel, going back to it. I feel like I'm not going to like her in that version then. I like her so much in this because of that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I feel like she was so, like, we need, well, she was smart with how she was with the kid because she needed to gain his trust. Because at the same time, like, when they were playing, like, chess or whatever the mm-hmm. freak they were playing like she gave him a piece that had a tracker in it and it's right. like if this I kid was, was yeah. afraid of her right. he wouldn't have taken anything from her right. so I feel like it was smart but also like because of how this begun with how her shit with her family was she saw that this kid just lost his dad even though he was bitching about wanting to go to his mom in San Francisco the entire movie mm-hmm. um, 
I feel like she just saw like, this is a kid. I don't want this kid to hurt like I did. I'm gonna at least right. try to be somewhat, but I still feel like she was still like, whatever. Cause like with her, her fuck toy, when she was like, I have to work, you need to leave. I was like, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and she still got to her to help her too. Like she had enough of um, emotional connection with people that they helped her do what she needed to do. She had allies while still being her like, Lone wolf self, I felt. Why is she like that? She was that was because, such a long time ago. Like she didn't. Where did she? Does she? So what's her backstory? For Elizabeth, you mean? Yeah. Like Dad's why is she guarded? So I, I only. So I only know. I I can only speak to the Swedish storyline mm-hmm. because I there number one there is no American storyline because yeah. they skipped two two yeah. whole yep. books. But in the Swedish storyline, Elizabeth tries to murder her father because he abuses her mom. So she's growing up in a house where her mom is getting beaten by a drunk dad every day. So she tries to kill him. Because of that, she gets put into a psych ward because they're like, this bitch is crazy. She threw fire at her (laughs) dad and she's 12 years old. So for her whole life, even as an adult, she's what is regarded as a guardian of the state. She has a guardian. Mm -hmm. So even as an adult, there is someone within the Swedish like government who controls her money, who controls everything she does. And that person, they also did this in the American version pretty well. That person ends up sexually assaulting her every time she Mm -hmm. asks for anything. And he essentially is in control of her entire life because it's his responsibility to report to the government or whoever it is that like she's uh, she has good behavior. She's doing what she's supposed to do. Yeah. You can give her money. You can let her have a job. You can let her be an adult. Yeah. Whereas if she were to say like, no, I'm not going to give you a blowjob right now, he would be like, I guess I'm going to write a bad report. And mm. it's kind of one of those cases where it's like, who are they going to believe, like their government employee or the supposedly psychiatrically unstable? Psych- yeah. Well, well, yeah, is that no, a word? Yeah. That was correct, you, right? If the storylines right. don't connect, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. She's acting in this movie. So there's no. She just doesn't want anyone else to be hurt like she was. There's no connection in terms of know. like how so, she suddenly became I don't this know. Vi- vigilantes. This vigilante don't fuck shit up till they die. I don't know how that happens because like the storyline ends where she sees Michael with Erica. So like they have their love interest, which I don't remember in this new one how much of that is shown because I fell asleep um, between um, Michael and Lisbeth. It's just a, an awkward tension yeah nothing happens between them even though i thought in the preview they made out with each other but whatever they don't ever touch each other in this it's just kind of this implied tension when she's getting her back stapled right and then she's like are you gonna use me again to like write another is this just another article to you or you know right why are you here the storylines a little bit or is that not supposed to be that person no, that is a that is a connection. Yeah. So in the first one, Michael Blumkist or however you say his sure. name hires her um, to help him write. He's a, a reporter, so yep. she, so he hires her to help investigate this story. That's like a different story. It's a murder that he needs to solve, mm-hmm. and he um, ends up working with her to solve it. And they have like a little thing where he's the first person that Elizabeth is like lets her guard down around, mm-hmm. and she falls for him in as much as this character can because mm-hmm. she has limited kind of emotions. But right. um, the story ends, like the first American one, as well as the first Swedish one, ends where she realizes maybe I can be in love even though my mom always told me never fall in love, mm-hmm. the mom that's constantly been abused. Yeah. And she goes to see Michael at the end to kind of 
basically be like, I got you a Christmas present. Like, let's stay together or whatever she thought was going to happen. And as she's waiting for him to come out of the office, he walks out with Erica, mm. who is his more stable, long lasting love interest yeah. so she kind of that was her moment where she was like well fuck this never gonna fall in love again and that's how it ends there's no connecting where she suddenly became a vigilante in this movie mm. yeah um but that connection was made yeah by the tension between the two of they them they definitely just jumped into the everyone knows she's a vigilante right because like even though i haven't seen all of them i am very aware of like who and what Elizabeth Slander's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, oh, this shit looks good, because I was familiar, even though I didn't right. watch. I mean, and it makes one. sense. Like, it makes sense that she would become that character mm-hmm. eventually. It's just that they never showed how properly. It yeah. You know, like, like there was never a point at the end where she suddenly was like, now nah, I'm gonna go kick some ass. Like, yeah. it was kind of just like, maybe I'll see you again. And he was like, see you soon. And that was the end. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And she kind right. of just went back. She had her money. She had control of her life again because the whole Guardian thing was resolved and she, all of these things wrapped up. But mm. they never, there was never an indicator that she suddenly felt motivated to go get revenge for all these women that have been yeah. misused. Yeah. Yeah. I won't. This whole one just started because someone called her, though. I mean, she did start with the whole, like, I'm going to beat up this dude who beats up prostitutes. Mm -hmm. That's purely because she beat up someone who committed sexually abusive acts towards other women, like how she was treated when she was a kid. Right. So that is pretty much because they only really focused on that. Like, here's me and my sister getting sexually abused. I'm going to fight for other women being sexually abused because that's pretty much how this happened. He was beating up hookers. He was having sex with his the people he works with, wives and mm. shit like that. So they were related in that sort of way. And then she was hired. And then that's when this whole other shit happened and where a bunch of shit went wrong. She does take revenge for herself, 110, 25% mm-hmm. in the original story because she gets raped by that guardian and then yeah. she goes back, she tases him, ties him to the bed, rapes that. him with a dildo and yeah. then carves with a tattoo gun, I'm a sadist pig and a rapist into his chest. Yeah, so like, I've seen that. She's all for the whole <laughs> getting revenge thing because yeah. that was for herself how that happened and she tells him like I'm tracking everything you do if you don't keep writing my good reports Mm -hmm. I'm gonna send this video of you raping me like to everyone Mm -hmm. and blah 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 so like she the concept of revenge is very clear for Elizabeth Solander was she as tech savvy in the oh yeah yeah Yeah. more so actually more so so that's her whole thing is She's a hacker. She's hired by the security company to do research. And she has her her big, like, thing is that she has a photographic memory. And mm-hmm. for some reason, it's like she's very ashamed of it, which mm-hmm. I never quite picked up on, like, why that's That wasn't thing. touched upon in this um, at all. And it's not touched upon in the American version either. They, like, Sucks. gloss over it. One of the biggest things is that in the American versions, she's a lot more confident and kind of like, yeah, I'm a boss ass bitch, I know it. Mm-hmm. In the Swedish version, she's kind of just like, I'm smart and I can see things and remember them. Is she as alternative in the Swedish version? Yeah. Say that again? Is she as alternative? Yeah, Looking? more so. Yeah. Than, yeah. Oh, he really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I think that Rooney Mars' pers- uh, portrayal was much more accurate to the Swedish version than Claire Foy's was. Claire Foy was m- m- turned down a lot. Um, I think. They also got a really good actress to play the one in the Swedish version. 
Oh yeah, Numi, was it the same one? Numi Rapace. Rapace. Numi yeah, Rapace. from Alien uh, Covenant. I mean, is it I don't Alien know what else she is in. I'm gonna Google. Prometheus. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, she's in Prometheus. She's good in Prometheus. I might know her if I see her. In there. Damn, I wish I like did heavier research before then, because I really didn't. I do of books, and I knew of the first American one. Mm-hmm. Because I was very like, ooh, I like this alternative character that looks really cool, but I need to watch the Swedish. Yeah, versions. I would recommend it. They're all on Netflix. Don't. I just think Claire Foy is so sexual in this one. Like, I <laughs> like I went alone to this and was like, shit. It's also like impressive that Claire Foy was in First Man and then this, which are like I'm very impressed by that movies in terms I of I loved her accent. Made no sense in this at all. Because they didn't, I didn't know the backstory, and mm-hmm. I didn't know, and you swore it didn't connect. It just didn't make any like the way she was acting didn't make any sense. There wasn't enough in this one for me to go in not knowing any part of the series and go, I'm going to be a fan of the series now. It was horrible to not tell us more in this movie if that was their intent. As a woman, I get it. Me not knowing anything beforehand, I'd be equally as pissed too if I was sexually abused by someone that close and then I find out that like cause like me like bitches out in traffic who ran a million fucking red lights on the way here I'm like you all need to end yourselves like I just you want what's best for the people cause they could hurt somebody and she's someone who in her heart was like I can't have someone hurting the way I did and that's pretty much what I just wish they drives touched, her they touched on more of the Swedish version of that backstory you were talking about because then it would have made more sense mm-hmm. because where it is I thought Claire Foy was horrible because I didn't know any of the backstory and I didn't know it was connected so I thought she did a horrible job in this I thought she was awesome in First Man but in this, I just, I, it didn't make any sense. It wasn't adding up for me. I just. Yeah, I don't think it was her fault, though. No, well, I think it was the writing fault. The writing fault. I don't think, in terms of like performance, I think, you know, it was more on the production team than her. Mm. In terms of how they decided to direct and write this one. Yeah. All right, well, in closing, then, mm. thoughts on the movie, Taylor? Rob? Rob, thoughts on the movie? <laughs> Not gonna go you see, see it. it? <laughs> I do want to watch the originals again now, though. Yeah, you should. I need yeah. to do that. They're great. And I'm someone Swedish who really ones. doesn't like like reading subtitles, like foreign movies. Oh, I, love I loved all of them. Um, in terms of this movie, I give it a four and a half out of ten. I'd say. Mm. It just bothered me. I, I mean, I could probably go watch it again and just think, like, this is a completely different movie that I've never seen that has nothing to do with anything, mm. and then maybe I would have a higher rating for it. But I honestly don't even remember most of it because I was so mad. <laughs> so, Understandable. Yeah. I'll give it a five. Okay, five. Five out of ten. <laughs> Generous. Yeah, I gave it a five. I didn't dig the plot. I thought it was very basic and... Believable, I mean, not believable, and um, very um, stale, like like the the plot. I've seen it in other movies. I, you know, not nothing new brought to the table. The backstory wasn't introduced, so it made me kind of think the actress wasn't doing a job. But I know she's a good actress. She was awesome in First Man, so Claire Foy is forgiven. Um, <laughs> it's not her fault. Um, I I just this, this the plot was just so like threadbare that I it was just so boring to me and I just wanted to be out of there I knew how it was gonna end 
five minutes into the movie. Mm -hmm. It's not really hard to predict. I'm curious, you haven't mentioned how you thought about it visually, like from a film perspective. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> Some of the shots with the lighting in in the in the rape room were cool. Um, everything else was kind of bland, and, and it was. I mean, it was supposed to be like. You don't like when it's cold and. Yeah, gray. I mean that, that's that's yeah. not if it's no not if no if if all the other pieces aren't falling in line, mm-hmm. then the the theme or, or the color scheme is not really going to catch my eye unless it's really eye popping. It's pretty pretty basic. I mean. I've seen way better this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yeah, I don't know. Five. Yeah, like widows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Triggered. gonna rip that shit to shreds. <laughs> uh, it's my turn. So the reason I liked this so much wasn't because it was anything like crazy. Like I don't think anything stood out besides how sexy Claire Foy is <laughs> in this. It was more of like, it was an easy watch. I was entertained. It was very, very mellow in terms, like, I feel like there was action stuff, but I wasn't like, whoa, did you see that? Like, I feel (laughs) like, it was like, yeah, this is cool. Like, I feel like her as a character was super badass. I liked her attitude. I liked how shit went wrong and then fixed itself in like two seconds, like every movie. It was very like, you knew it was gonna happen, all that shit. But like, I was still entertained by it. I was still in her, she was someone that kept my attention the whole time. And not knowing the OG shit is probably what helped me with that, Mm. because I probably would have been upset. I knew this was gonna be completely different from the first one anyway, because they didn't even bother to make her look the same. So like this must be, this is either gonna be like 20 years in the future or like not anything to do with it. But like, I liked what it looked like. I liked some of the shots. I didn't really have any problems with it. It's just cause it was easy and entertaining. Like it was a long film, but I wasn't bothered by it. Like at any any point did I say like, is this over yet? Like I did for Widows. Um, <sighs> but still like this wasn't the most amazing thing. This isn't my favorite thing I've seen all year. If this is on TV or Netflix, I will 1000% watch it again. Um, but I'd give it probably like a 7.5 even though I liked it. Hmm. It yeah. still was like very simple, seen it a million times. I just really enjoy Claire Foy in it, okay? This is for my own- <laughs> No one is no one's my attacking you for liking it. just <laughs> attraction, which is what kept me. If it was Got anyone it. else, I would've been like, I don't wanna watch this. One thing- Enjoy her. One thing I will <laughs> say is like the last time, like the last time I watched a movie that they, well, not the last time. Most of the time when they make a movie ported over from another country a foreign movie um like they did from let the right one in mm-hmm. they ported that over to american the american version was absolute trash in my opinion yeah and the original is as still stands as one of the best vampire movies and coming of age movies mm-hmm. of all time um that is usually the case is like whenever it's brought over to america they always try to dumb it down they always remove the weight Yep. And of of everything, and and the cinematography is always more sloppy. I feel like it's because it's rushed, and they want to cash in on what's popular oh, overseas. Um, it's just really, it sucks. The last time I did watch a movie that was done well, ported over to American, I think was only done well because it was the same director who directed uh, the the um, I think it's German, the German version of Funny Funny Games. 
uh, Michael Haneke, they wanted to buy the rights to that to make it into an American version and hire a different director, and he would not sell the rights unless he was also the director. I like that. So Shit, it's yeah. shot for Stand shot. By like work. Quarantine was like that too. Was it with REC quarantine? Yeah. It was shot for shot. Yeah. And both of them are so. REC is still way better. Yeah. But quarantine is is actually. Well, the cool. main actress they got was a lot better than that. Yeah. 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 Wait, wait, in REC or in quarantine? REC. You think so? Yeah. I don't oh, like. Yeah, was, was I don't like Dexter's sister. Oh, oh Dexter's sister. Yeah. Hmm. yeah Deborah. I, she's a great I have a love actress. love hate relationship with that actress. She's she's part of Dexter, but she's also horrible. I loved her in Dexter <laughs> because of how much she sucked. Really? I kind of agree. Yeah. <laughs> like you were just so unbearable, but I love the shit out of you. Yeah. I wasn't too crazy about Michael C. Hall until I finally agreed that I that he was kind of iconic in that character. Oh, absolutely. Dexter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. The first I couple seasons, I didn't like him, and I liked everything else but him. And then I, I started to like him. The John Lithgow season was the one I started to like everything. Like season three or something. Mm. I love them all. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, that being said, um, check out... Check us out next week for Brutally Honest Reviews. Got another new episode for you, maybe two. Um, and stay tuned for the next couple of shows we have coming up. Yep. Rob, anything to plug this week? Just the usual like, rate, review, subscribe, all that. Yeah. Same. What he said. <laughs> um, Sam, anything? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, like us. Love us. Please. I'll buy you if I have to. <laughs> Whoa. That's it. Hear that? Um, <laughs> Hear contact that? Sam at Sam Rigo. <laughs> Claire Foy, if you're listening, Sam Claire Foy, if you're listening. Date. Oh my God. <laughs> Wear the head, give me head till I'm dead t shirt. <laughs> I want that though. I saw, like, I was. That's not what that scene like was. She's doing her work, but I'm like, does her shirt say give me head till I'm dead? Because I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Uh, um, so check out Brilliant's Reviews next week. Stay tuned and have, hope you have had a hope had a, had you a, had a happy Thanksgiving and looking forward to the holidays. I'm drinking a really terrible Narragansett holiday spice ale <laughs> um, in nice. celebration of, I guess, the incoming holidays. Yeah. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, see you later. Peace. Yeah, bye. <laughs>